0: Welcome to the All Digital AM podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel June 17, 2020. Everybody for joining us. This is Adam Panem. Today we have joining us from ASME, uh, Debbie Holton, who is actually the managing director of all the industry events over there. So very happy to have her here today to talk a little bit more about 3D printing and additive manufacturing and the industry in general, what's going on with the, with the ASME and, and all of their events and things that are happening. Uh, just very excited to have somebody here like Debbie to talk about things. So Debbie, welcome.
1: Thanks, Adam. I'm glad to be here
0: great, great. I know uh, we've both been going through a little bit of troubles with technical difficulties over the last couple of days, and you had a power yeah. outage over there, and you're you're in Michigan, correct?
1: Yes, Detroit yes. area. Uh-huh.
0: Yes, yeah. so glad that everything's worked out for you, and we we'll are able to connect today, so thanks again for uh, rescheduling yeah. and making it happen. You um, bet. But, but good deal. I know there's a lot that's been going on in all of the world right now, but uh, you know sure. I think uh, in our community with manufacturing and engineering, there's a lot more focus right now and hope that's happening. So that's really what I've been doing is getting together with people and talking about that hope and, and looking at the things that people are doing out there to make things better, because there's mm-hmm. a lot that's difficult right now for a lot of people. But at the same time, having a community to plug into and then to to work together as a brain trust of making things better. There's no one better than, well, you know, ASME does an amazing job at that. And just, uh, you know, I, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of great things going on. I had the pleasure of sitting in a town hall earlier this week where I caught you actually on There also, and just all of the energy behind it. You know, there was a representative up there. I believe she's from Michigan, right? Haley up there.
1: Haley Stevens. Yep. Haley Mm -hmm. Stevens. Wow. My district. She's my district. It's like
0: wow, what a great person to have into that spot because she was Mm -hmm. just, you know, I. That's the first time I had heard her speak, and I was just in awe. I was like oh, she's a representative. Wow. That's so great that that's who is doing that up in Michigan. So good to hear your partnership with her and making things happen. And it was also a, not a surprise, but it was a pleasant surprise to hear your voice pop in on a call in to the show. So that was right. great. But yeah, I know um, what's your, uh, you know, everything since covid 19's happened, everyone's had a different lifestyle change, you know, some working mm-hmm. from home, some having to travel. What What's it been like for you?
1: Yeah. So for me, you know, we closed our New York office on March 12th and that's Really the last time that I've been anywhere. Pretty much. And it was actually really good forethought on the part of the leadership there. I think it saved a lot of people from potentially catching the virus. You know, we have over 200 people in Midtown Manhattan that take public transport and all of that. And so, really, very, very good that they did that. We also have an office in New Jersey, which closed very soon after that, Washington, D.C., and then Houston, kind of in sequence that way. But, you know, we've all kind of picked up on this working from home thing. And, you know, I was technically based out of my house before, but I know that you know like you, you know, I'm always on a plane. I'm always going somewhere. I've always got a meeting or a conference or I'm in New York working with the team. So it's been strange. This is the most I've probably been home since maybe like maternity leave or something 20 years ago. <laughs>
0: sure, Yeah, it, it's a new and different experience, but I know that things are opening up now across the world in a country. You know, yeah. there's so many things that are opening, but some people going back to work, some people staying home, a lot of changes. But the one thing that I'm seeing that's kind of stemmed up and grown is everyone talking together a lot more. There's a lot more community engagement. I had the pleasure of being invited into a few different groups, even attended a woman in 3d printing. It was their first happy hour last night and they sent out an invite and I was like, oh, wow, great. I love to be part of that and sit in that. It was great. Of course, uh, you know, having the hosting uh, done there at like different separate tables Kind of seeing that pop up a lot mm-hmm. more where people can kind of sit together and talk in a group. And then if you get sick of that group, you can go talk to another group. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just all the conversations, all the talking, it's a, it's a positive thing. And our mm-hmm. industry, industry of additive manufacturing kind of supplemented a little bit of the manufacturing uh, efforts out there while things were in pause uh, for a lot of uh, supply chains. And that was a really beautiful thing to see, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so now when everybody's picking up the pace, you know, and everyone's contributing, that's another great thing that I just I can't say enough about everyone working together in a community coming together. Those are the positive things we see. And ASME has a lot of great things going on with educational programs and events and conversations. So what, I guess, brought you to the ASME over all the years? I know you've done so much great work with American Makes and SME, and now being mm-hmm. at the, you know, American Society of Mechanical Engineers, it's, it's amazing. So how, how did you get there? And what was the passion that brought you to there?
1: Well, you know, ASME is a great organization, and I think that the people there are tremendous. They're a standards development organization, so a little different than some of the places I've been in the past, but also very committed to uh, their mission is to make the world a better place through engineering and technology. And so, there's a lot of really great initiatives that they're part of. Um, very large educational initiative during the the COVID situation that we've been in here. A lot of people were schooling their kids at home. Um yep, me too. I didn't have to do that. If you yeah, were to- I did. <laughs> I <didn't> yes. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, I'm ASME an 11 year art. old,
0: so that that's what made that oh, happen. Just right? like, you know, yeah, it was actually yeah. a blessing to do that. But yeah, quality
1: time. That'll exactly. that we're making memories there. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that we did at ASME, and maybe you're not aware, maybe this is something you could use. We had our Inspire programming available, which is an entire object-based engineering type curriculum for for elementary and middle school. Uh, We made that available free to parents if they wanted to use that in their home. There's some cool, you know, some of the like bridge building and egg drop and different kind of object related things where kids learn about physics and they learn about mechanics and kind of how things work. And it's a really fun program. And we typically work mostly with school systems, but you know, people aren't in school, they're at home. So we made that available and and that was really great. And so um, the things that ASME does just as a mission driven organization are really cool. Um, We also have a group called um, Engineering for change, where we work with um, developing economies and trying to drive innovation. We have had a contest recently, it's called iShow, it's like an innovation showcase, but it's for more of your emerging economies like Africa and India. And one of the projects in Africa was actually related to a meter that would go on top of propane tanks, which seems like, well, big deal, right? But a lot of poor communities, they cook with wood inside their homes. And so Mm. the air quality is very bad. And a lot of children and grown up people too in these communities have. uh, lung problems. They have very bad respiratory problems for that reason. And so they just can't afford a whole tank of propane. That's just not how their economy works. And so Hmm. these folks, this company had actually made a meter that responded to your cell phone and you could use your cell phone to top up your propane and you just paid for that amount you needed for breakfast. And that's kind of all you needed to do. And so ASME supported that, not just with like financial contributions and a prize money kind of thing, but also with the engineering and design and manufacturing support for them to where the company was actually able to commercialize that and make get available. So cool things like that really yeah. drew me to the organization. They were uh, looking to really kind of establish a more industry-facing events program versus the technical conferences that we've had for many, many years, very papers and scientific findings and research and development focused. And so I was just very happy to, to be part of that.
0: Yeah, that's a, a great reason to be there. I know that there's so many things that ASME gets involved in. So learning a little, a little niche application like that that you wouldn't quite think about that is actually helping. Yeah. A community again, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, you know, and, and little yeah. things like that make the community grow in a better way. So, yeah, I, I, that's what I was absorbed when I started looking at more into the asme.org, the website. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be an engineer to be a member. I think that's an important thing to point out. You know, they have the affiliate that's program great. there and and, and mm-hmm. it has a lot of great benefits also. So, you could jump in on that side of it. Um, but, yeah. yeah, what was it, the escaping my memory, but the e show or the e tech? Was that it?
1: EFAST, our engineering festival. Yes, the yeah, engineering for festival. Yeah,
0: I got to see a lot of that. And I guess that was held online this year instead of, of course, in person. But what an inspirational group. I mean, it's everyone, you know, coming out of the college groups, uh, working on different projects and different engineers Mm -hmm. presenting all of what they've been doing together and then talking Mm -hmm. about working together in their small communities, but then linking into the larger ASME community to make a lot of great things happen. So again, inspiration, just watching all of that and seeing all of these new thought providers and ideas Mm -hmm. and ways that we could address sort certain things in in the world. So uh, kudos on that event uh, and going digital with
1: it also. Yeah, Yeah, well, you know, we don't have a lot of choices nowadays in terms of seeing people in person. I I personally can't wait till we're all face-to-face again. I, I miss humans, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how's that going uh, with the event side of it? Is there a lot of things that you're planning digitally now that were in person? I know, you know, IMTS is even something that was pulled off the plate for everyone in September. Um, Mm -hmm. What are your plans? How are things looking on your side for the events and the way you're handling things going forward?
1: Yeah, well, you know, we... um we call it a little bit of a black swan moment, right? Because um, yeah. nobody was really prepared for this either. And so um, it forced us to really kind of rethink how we were going to engage with the marketplace. And we wanted to make sure and try to still bring people together to get the knowledge out there, especially because of our event, AM Medical. It's very medical focused and that is a very important field right now and, and always was, but and always will be. Um, so we did our first virtual event a couple of weeks ago and um, we were hoping we might get about a thousand registered. Registrations, maybe six hundred people. We had over four thousand people register for that program. Wow! We had yeah. about twenty-five hundred people actually come through during the day that we had it. And the cool thing was that it was people from all over the world. So, as limiting as it is to not be able to see people in person, now all of a sudden, all this knowledge and education and content is opened up to the entire world. Forty percent of the people who attended that were from outside North America, wow. which is yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, one of the cool things was sitting there in the morning, kind of getting ready to open it up and watching the little chat window go. And so people would be like, oh, good morning. Or yeah. hello, Turkey. Hello from Hong Kong. We're here in Germany, you know, whatever. And it was the coolest thing. And I'm thinking pretty late at night over in Australia. But sure. they were there and and people wanted to learn and, and connect. You know, it wasn't a technologically perfect execution, right? I mean, we're all kind of learning how to use this um, this kind of world that we're in here face-to-face, but, you know, people were very positive about what they learned, and we had about 31 different sponsors that all were engaged. A lot of them provided content to the program, and um, we really learned a lot, and and we're building that into the next one, and uh, very excited to kind of keep that going.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. That's so amazing that that many people from around the world were able to join. I know it's got to be hard for a lot of these platforms to, to, uh, to deal with everyone jumping online at one time. So oh, yeah. uh, the technical <laughs> difficulties are everywhere, but at the same time, it's it's happening. You can't you can't stop the mm-hmm. whole event taking place and people getting together and moving forward. So we'll yeah. all learn and make it better, that's for sure, you know. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. And I think too, you know, people are still learning how to interact in these virtual platforms, and yeah, we've got to kind of walk side by side with both. Kind of the technology providers and the people that are coming to learn and kind of help them to connect to each other, whether it's some kind of AI mechanism that helps to match people up, or um, the thing that kind of is missing from this is when you're, you know, maybe you're just in an elevator and you read someone's badge and you're like, oh my gosh, that's you, you know, like we've been talking, and so that piece is still we're trying to replicate, or or maybe that line at the front of the room after a speaker kind of goes and gives their presentation. So we're looking at ways we can kind of leverage digital to to get more people connected that way too.
0: Yeah, that digital connection is huge right now. Obviously, you can't meet person with a lot of people. So I've had that happen to me even in last night at sitting at a couple of the tables, I was, you know, talking back and forth, and I've been texting with people and sending messages. And then all of a sudden, I was sitting across from the people that I had never seen, you know, face to face, but here we are talking, you know, video screen to video screen and able to laugh and have a good time. And, and that's important, you know, that, you know, we can't all have the human touch right now in person. So mm-hmm. as far as to be able to reach out and connect with people, I think it's 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 great that everyone's opening up their their, uh, video cameras and actually allowing that to happen, you know, and and, uh, also not being afraid. I think the big thing, everybody was afraid to mess up or not look good on video or what have you. But, you know, I've seen some pretty shaky looking videos, but the content, (laughs) the content, the people, the message is great. So you know, who cares? You could do production later. Let's, let's all keep continuing the conversation, keep talking and making sure that everyone's comfortable with it. I know I was even joking with Adam Gambrell from uh, IMTS and AMT about when they first started their daily minute, you know, he was just opening up the computer and kind of like wherever he was, he was talking and slowly it progressed into a nice looking setup. But, but yeah, I didn't mind at all. And I checked in every time just to see what was going on. So I think that's the important thing is the message, the communication, being there, reaching out, talking to each other. what we can make better as a community. Mm -hmm. So uh, for that, I'm very appreciative of what ASME does and all the groups in general. Like you said, there's a lot of things that you support other groups out there too. And and, uh, everyone's coming together to talk, to open up. Used to be a lot more closed you know, that's the the bottom line is that it seems like the communication lines, everyone was holding things very close, you know, and now everyone's very open for the most part on on what they can do and how they could help and asking, how Mm -hmm. can I help you, you know, and and that's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. So I want to see that continue in this world. I think uh, we've kind of stumbled onto the human part of it being digital, which is everyone needs to communicate, everyone needs to kind of get a connection and try to get moving and everyone needs help too, you know, you can't do it alone. So so that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's really nice that at least we have this technology to do this. So mm-hmm. anyhow, yeah, I think that's great. I think, um, so what are your thoughts? I know you're a big proponent of additive manufacturing in general, but what are your thoughts yeah. of what's been going on in additive and 3D printing? You know, you had that AM uh, summit that had the, the focus with 3D printing there. What are your thoughts of everything that's going on currently?
1: hmm Well, I have to say, first of all, the whole COVID response was amazing, right? I mean, just how everyone just dropped what they were doing and, and responded to the needs there. I thought that was fantastic and not surprising from yeah. the people that I've come to know for the last 20 years. And uh, the thing that we did learn a little bit, though, I think is we have to be better at helping people find their way through the supply chain and find out how they can actually participate. We worked with actually America Makes and the FDA and NIH and DOD and the BHA and and kind of trying to help with these idea of validating some of these designs that people could come and use. And I know folks like Siemens and Stratasys and others like made their designs available, which I thought was great, you know, just really kind of helping people connect to each other. Because I know there were a lot of folks, even in general manufacturing, that were very... Yep. Excited to kind of get help, tell us what we can do, what can we do, you know. And you're, you're, you know, manufacturing's not quite like a light switch, as we know. You can't just go out and stop making cars and start making ventilators, it doesn't work that well. But um, over time, you can, and with the right kind of participation you can. And, and I really think some of the things that have come from this um, for the additive manufacturing space is really that the larger populace kind of understands that this is not necessarily making little figureheads of yourself anymore, or a little thing like this is useful technology and materials that are production worthy. And, uh, yes, you know, we all know there's a lot more to do, you know, we've got a lot more to do to advance the technology and make it more reliable and make it more repeatable and in larger, formats and all those wonderful things, but for what it showed, I think, to the world in the last 90 days has been mm. just tremendous, really great.
0: Yeah, that collaboration, the industry collaboration and just the openness there of making things happen, everyone that was so nimble to open up their shops and do something out of the ordinary and just pick up that. Now, you talked a little bit about, too, what you've been doing with the FDA and actually, you you know, going through and certifying the proper uh, PPE and other medical equipment that, that could be used out there and in, in, in everyone's normal life. But what is is there a resource on ASME.org for that, or is that somewhere else?
1: We do have a COVID response page. Okay. Um, that uh, I believe it's um, ASME.org and you know, a slash COVID nineteen. You can find it that way. And we have links to all the various areas that we've been working with. And then also, um, I believe it's the NIH that actually holds the okay. the the designs that have been validated that folks can get to and use um and we have actually like a 3d repository of of designs there for people to use so
0: nice nice yeah i'll have to have a link to that in this particular talk here because that's an, a very important thing for what's going on out there to help people and make sure that they mm-hmm. have the, the right equipment to use the latest uh, approved equipment so that's that's a wonderful thing to have um mm-hmm. yeah no great great stuff happening in the community i think that it's just been an awesome like an overwhelmingly amazing experience to watch people just open up talk more and collaborate together and come up with new ideas so i'm looking forward to seeing so much more of that and uh you know so what, what do your plans going do you do anything for fun what got you through the, the whole time was there something other than uh, working that got you through this whole last yes
1: month? yes of course well you know it's nice actually to spend some time with your family yes. um, you know to kind of reconnect and figure out what's important in life so that's yeah. been really good um, my poor dog thinks he's on a, the fat farm cause he walks a couple times a day now. And, you know, he used to kind of sleep most of the time and be like, okay, what's happening. So, uh, spent a lot of time doing that. And, you know, my kids both ended up coming home from college. So they were here. And so nice. we got to you know, some nice things like that and, you know, cook a lot of meals at home and spend time doing that. So that's been, that's been at least keeping us sane
0: for now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing to the family unit. And and I know even uh, I talked with my mother who was uh, watching my, my daughter for the last week, she's been having a good time with her, but they actually went to the drive-in the other day and I was like, Oh wow. So cool that they're opening up drive-ins again, because that was so, that was dying or dead for a while. There was just, a few left in the country I believe so to right. see that that that's a great family event you know I remember as a kid going to so many drive-ins and to have my daughter experience that now at 11 I was like yes taking her <laughs> to the drive-in that's so awesome I can't wait Hopefully to do that.
1: They're pajamas. That's the thing you're supposed to do is go in your pajamas. Right. Yeah. You get pajamas, <laughs> pillows, hang
0: out in the back of the car, you know, make a mess, sugar and stuff is, gets everywhere. Right. But, you
1: know, everywhere. Yeah.
0: Exactly. That's, it has to be that way, you know? So I, I was just happy that she gets to experience that because she wasn't going to experience that and now it's happening. So I try mm-hmm. to focus on the positive stuff and see, okay, well, at least there's some new things that we could uh, bring back that are forgotten or not used anymore, but here we go. and. Okay. Let's have some fun with it, you know? <laughs> uh,
1: I think the drive-in we used to go to is now part of the Ford truck plant, the paint area. Actually,
0: yeah. A yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. To the,
1: yeah. Like the Ford truck plant in Wayne here.
0: Yeah, so what they did, they're actually, my, my mother's in St. Augustine, Florida. I'm in Austin, Texas. <laughs> so she took her and, and they went there because she usually goes there for the summer for a little while and <laughs> attends a surf camp. She has such a difficult life. But, uh, you know, she went exactly. there. I know. Right. It's like, that's what I say. I was like, my gosh, this, uh, this doesn't sound like any of my summers, my summers, they gave me a stick. I went to the woods. I don't know what else happened. You know, that was about it. Uh, But yeah. She has the life, and uh, no, it's it was it's it, it nice to see that and to hear what she's been doing over there. It's a it's a good time. But they the, the drive-in what they used actually I think it was the side of a building, of course, and they just okay had
1: to oh so they made they made
0: yeah. yeah so they made one and I think there's no, you know there's not too many in existence, but now they're just putting screens in places in a parking lot where you could pull the cars in and there's your drive-in. Mm-hmm. You know? So that'll work That's for fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to seeing everything that's going on with you and ASME. And hopefully we could check in and then maybe a couple months and see how things are going.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Adam. That's great. And if anybody's interested, we are doing another virtual event, August 11th and 12th. It'll be additive manufacturing for medical and we're adding aerospace this time. So we're going to bring in some of those really cool synergies between those two industries in additive, but then also the, the dedicated things that they do very well separately. So it should be a good time.
0: And they could find that also on asme.org, those two events?
1: asme.org, yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you, Debbie. You have a wonderful day. Thanks again for joining us.
1: Thanks, Adam. See you. All right, take care.